Welcome to This Week in California Education, brought to you by EdSource Radio. I'm Louis Friedberg, Executive Director of EdSource. And I'm John Fensterwald, Editor-at-Large of EdSource. Welcome, John. Thank you, Louis. This week, we're going to be looking at a hot issue in California, the issue of chronic absenteeism, which California is now going to be including on the California School Dashboard. We don't have all the data, so it's actually not going to be actually part of the assessment system for a while. But we're very pleased to have Cecilia Leong, who is Associate Director for Programs with Attendance Works, which is based here in the San Francisco Bay Area. Welcome, Cecilia. Thank you. Pleasure to be here with you today. So let's just ask, let's start with a basic question. Why has chronic absenteeism become such an issue in California to the point where there was a feeling that it should be included as part of the California school dashboard? Well, Lewis, it's become an issue nationwide as well as here in California. And I really believe because it's a measure of students being engaged and ready to learn and in school every day. It's one of the preconditions that we have for learning and achieving over time. Well, it seems kind of obvious that kids have to be in school in order to learn, to be able to be successful and make it to college eventually if they so choose. But how much of a problem then is it in California? And how are we doing in terms of how other states are doing? Or how are we doing compared to other states? Well, we know from the Office of Civil Rights data that was released uh, about a year ago that one in seven students nationwide, or about seven million students, are chronically absent. So, Which means what? What is chronic absenteeism? It means that you're missing um, school for a multitude of reasons. It's not just truancy, which are unexcused absences, and we've always measured that. But it's unexcused absences and days that students miss due to suspensions. So it's a total measure of missed opportunity for learning. Well, how is California doing on that measure then? California is near the national average in terms of chronic absence as measured by the Office of Civil Rights. So 14% of students nationally are chronically absent, according to OCR, 12% in California. So what your research has found, too, is that you can have a good overall attendance rate in your school, right, but have many students who are, who are chronically absent. So explain how that works. It's so drilled into our heads that 95% is an A, that it's really good. But you can have 95% average daily attendance. That is, on average, 95% of the kids are in school. And you can still have large percentages of students chronically absent, missing 10%. What you don't know on any given day is which student is absent. And over time, it can be the same student over and over again. So obviously, this is a big topic. And I imagine it takes multiple strategies to tackle this problem because kids are absent for all different kinds of reasons. How can schools better address this issue. The first way schools can address the issue of chronic absenteeism is to know, simply know, who is missing too much school. And that means we need to have the data on who's missing the 10% of the school year. But just give us some idea. I mean, let's say once, once you have the data, then what should schools be doing? And how much of this is a school responsibility and how much of it is a 
parent responsibility to make sure the kid does actually get to school. When schools actually know which students were chronically absent the previous year, that's what our data will be telling us when we have it. They can be proactive. They can actually look and see if a student was chronically absent the year before and be proactive from the very first day of school in terms of reaching out to that student and that student's family to see what is driving the absences and is there anything they can do to help. That's the great thing about this metric. It allows us to act in advance before we see further chronic absenteeism. And I imagine it requires different strategies for kids in elementary school versus high school. I mean, I remember when I used to work with high school kids, kid wouldn't show up. We'd go and talk to the parents. Parents said, well, he left home this morning. He was on his way to school. They don't know what happened. Whereas elementary school kids, the parents actually have to take the kids to school. So that that involves parents. That's absolutely true. Um, you actually do need different strategies for students who are younger and students who are older. For younger students, it does mean engaging with families to understand what is causing the difficulty in getting kids to school every day. So what are the reasons that students are chronically absent? There are so many reasons students are chronically absent, and you can't assume that you know what they are. A lot of times we assume that it's because parents don't care, or kids don't care, or that schools don't care. And none of those things are usually true. The reasons tend to be lack of understanding of the impact of missing just two days a month. That's what chronic absenteeism is. It's barriers such as poor health, poor transportation that really stop a student from getting to school every day. There are also issues that a school can control. If a student is feeling a sense of aversion because bullying is going on, or there's some sort of situation um, such as uh, students' learning disability and learning needs not being accommodated, those are things that we can do something about. And the final category we talk about often is disengagement, where a student doesn't see the purpose and hope in coming to school every day. And especially for older students, it's having that opportunity to see that coming to school will lead to graduation. You know, we always like to think that we're ahead of other states, particularly when it comes to education reform, but certainly the last few years. But are there any other states that are doing things that we could learn from? Connecticut springs to mind because of the support that they've offered to districts and schools. In California, we also have the benefit of the local control funding formula in which schools and districts are offered additional funds to address many things, including chronic absenteeism. I think we can do a lot in emulating Connecticut in its leadership and its support for schools by offering additional funds. So how has Connecticut been able to reduce the chronic absenteeism rate significantly? Connecticut is providing um, several things. One is they have a statewide attendance awareness campaign going on. They have the strong support of their governor and legislators and Department of Education. They've also provided guidance to states and districts, and they've also provided professional development and supports to districts and schools that are experiencing high rates of chronic absenteeism. Okay, so there are models out there. Absolutely. I don't think one size fits all. We are a different state than Connecticut. We're slightly larger. But there are things that we can do 
that would make a real difference to districts and schools that want to decrease chronic absenteeism and support students and families in getting to school every day. So last question, how much of a difference do you think it will make by having the chronic absenteeism indicator on the school dashboard? Do you think it will really raise awareness or push schools to take this on aggressively? I certainly hope so. It will raise the issue from being a hidden problem to one that we can all see. That was Cecilia Leong, who is Associate Director for Programs with Attendance Works, which is actually the leading organization in the country working on these issues. We decided to take a deeper look at chronic absenteeism because really it hasn't gotten the kind of attention that it deserves. And we asked Sarah Tan, our producer, to go out and talk to some students and some practitioners, people who are actually tackling this issue in the field. So Sarah, what did you find? Yes, I spoke with Cheyenne Gonzalez. She's a senior at Oakland High, and she struggles with chronic absenteeism due to ongoing mental health issues. Overall, she says she's absent or late about two days out of every week because she feels she isn't supported at school. I feel as though my school doesn't support my mental health, so it doesn't make me comfortable enough to come or to want to be passionate to come anymore. So, yeah, it's just very... Like, it's very exhausting to balance just life and feeling as though there is no way where it's going to get better. And then going to a place that doesn't make you feel any better about yourself. I also visited Garfield Elementary in East Oakland. It's a school that's been dealing with chronic absenteeism in its younger students. It has two dedicated full-time family advocates who will work directly with students and parents. And it's seen a lot of success. The program was implemented 10 years ago to help with chronic absenteeism. At the time, about 30% of Garfield's population were chronically absent. Um, So 10 years ago, we just had a resource center um, where family advocates were helping our parents with resources. That was it. Uh, From there on, we found out that there were many, many students who were chronically absent through OUSD, who was just giving us fresh new data uh, that students were being chronically absent and They just told us to deal with it, see what you could do with these families. That's Rosio Cisneros. She's one of the family advocates there. Chronic absenteeism qualifies as a child missing over 10% of school, or over 18 days throughout the academic year. She says that the parents at Garfield are often dealing with lots of issues that lead to kids not coming to school. Targeting those challenges, if it was transportation, we provide bus passes. If not, Naz and myself, we, we go pick them up. We offer ourselves to pick them up. Um, if it's basic needs, then we give them, you know, food, um, clothes. Then, and then, you know, week by week, we start seeing them come to school. Now, the school has about a 10% absentee rate. Cisneros says it isn't perfect, but sometimes there are issues that even constant engagement with parents can't fix. There's homelessness. Sometimes living in shelters, you know, living in their, in their cars. Um, housing around here is very hard to find. So they're bouncing around from home to home. So, yeah, there's not really much we can do. And she says she notices a difference in the performance of kids who miss school. Um, I know I've been case managing a student for three years now. At the beginning of the school year, they were struggling. Um, back in kinder, they were missing second, so now they're in third grade. And you could see the difference. If they had been coming regularly... You know, they, they would have been reading at grade level, but now they're struggling. 
Justine Santos at Californians for Justice says she works with a lot of high schoolers who struggle with chronic absenteeism, and it's a slightly different approach from elementary schools. She's found that if schools can manage to make more of a connection with their struggling students instead of just punishing them for chronic absenteeism, that can make a huge impact. Um, another one of our students was just talking to me today about how she had this teacher who like helped her figure out her schedule in the beginning of the year when like she really just felt like giving up like her schedule was a mess she didn't want to come like she's like giving up on this class right and and that's kind of where it starts of like feeling like you can't actually make it in school you know it seems so obvious that you need to have kids in school if they are going to succeed so john what's next on this issue The State Board of Education must then take the data and then they must decide on this color-coded dashboard. If the goal is 10% and your school has 20% of students who are chronically absent, what color do we give that? Or if it's 30 or if it's 5, do you get a blue, which is the highest color? And then we need to say, well, what's your rate of improvement that we're going to measure you by? So it will be doing this over the next year, and it will then appear like the other indicators as part of that color-coded dashboard next year. And if we're going to get them to the finish line prepared for college and careers, but actually how you do that and how you measure that turns out to be quite complicated. Yes, as Cecilia said, you know, too often we've just been looking at, quote, attendance, period. But now we're going to be looking at individual students. What are their conditions in home? What are their problems with their health that lead to this? And it's related to the local control funding formula because many of the students who are chronically absent are the groups, the low-income students, the minority students who are chronically absent. And this is one way to address that issue. Well, we'll be tracking this issue. And that just about wraps it up for this week in California Education. Brought to you by EdSource Radio. I'm Lewis Friedberg. And I'm John Fensterwald. And we're here with our producer, Sarah Tan. Thanks for listening and see you next week. <laughs>